0: Baby. That's a good song for Natasha. Bird. Wait, wait, wait. Let's play another one. I don't know what I'm so indecisive. How about this one? Did you look up the lyrics in this one? Yes, and it said Disney on it. I can show you the world.
1: I can show you the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this I is a good song to you introduce extended. Natasha Burrju. Oh wait, Tell wait, no, let's play, let's play this one there it is this is the theme song for our show oh yeah it is i thought i recognized it. we play this title. every saturday at the start of our show you check the lyrics on this one. the lyrics are fine on this one all right remember go i went to the concert two weeks ago right we should probably actually get natasha on the phone to join this ridiculous interview natasha are you there i am if you were with me at the need to breathe concert a couple of weeks ago would you be a woohoo girl
1: Yes, I'm like the biggest Need to Breathe
0: fan. But would you be would you legit be woohooing like some crazed psychotic Pentecostal? Would you be woohooing? Uh, I,
1: I definitely
0: would. Oh my goodness! Well, speaking of Bear, Bear Reinhardt from Need to Breathe, the lead singer. How's Boris doing?
1: Boris is great. He's a temperamental dog,
0: but he's doing well. Okay, he's a Rottie, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he is. He's massive. Like, he's basically a bear. Like, I don't even consider him a dog. I consider him a small bear.
0: Yeah. But well, you guys have had Rotties forever, right? I mean, you, when was the last one? That, the, the One passed away a couple of years ago, I think? Yes? No?
1: Yeah. Yeah, about, like, three years ago, um, our other dog, Samson, died. But we've had, like, six Rottweilers, like, since I was born.
0: Man. Well, that'll toughen you up. For sure. (laughs) Hey, hey, uh, Natasha, you're in the middle of doing what right now? I said to everyone you would be at the mall shopping right now. Was I right or was I wrong? You're wrong. I'm
1: I'm actually on my way home right now. I'm driving.
0: You're driving doing a radio interview? Really? Yes. That sounds like something your mom has done on my show about six <laughs> times. Yeah, she totally I has.
1: Probably. I, I, her and I are always driving nonstop. That's our life is driving.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, you're any any traffic around there, you are gonna you can really only have two or three meetings in L.A. during an entire day because you're just sitting there in traffic the whole time. Anyway. Oh,
1: yeah. Traffic is honestly the worst.
0: So, Judy, how the heck are you?
1: I'm good. I'm very good. How are
0: you? <laughs> I'm well. It's been a long time since I've seen you. I think the first time I met you was at Aquilina.
1: I know. That was like a long time ago.
0: And then the second time I met you was at your place in Malibu. Are you still in the same place, by the
1: way? No. Uh, we are, we actually just remodeled the house, which was really cool. Um, so we just like completely moved and it's. It's a beautiful
0: new home, which I'm happy about. Okay, cool, cool. And then I think maybe the last time I saw you, did you come up to Battle of the Blades when Daddy won the whole thing?
1: Yes, I was there. Yeah. Three months.
0: That was such a cool little moment. A cool little moment.
1: Yeah,
0: was. Um, Natasha, have you ever used your ability to cry on command to manipulate your mom or your dad, ever?
1: I think I have. Um, <laughs> like if I'm fighting with my brothers. And they are not on my side. I'll start crying and like really make it seem believable. <laughs> Usually, my parents take my brother's side over mine. So if I bring out the waterworks, sometimes it'll kind of sway them a
0: little. That's cold. That is just straight yeah. stone cold. So which one does? Which one do your tears work on more? Your mom or your dad? I'm gonna go with
1: dad. Yeah, I would actually say my dad. Definitely more compassionate when I cry. <laughs> My mom doesn't care if I cry. Like, I could nope. be bawling and she's like,
0: nope. suck it up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's so funny. Nice, that will be
1: a little bit
0: nicer. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being high, 1 being low, duh, how irritating is your mom's baby voice?
1: Like a 1,000. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Seriously. A
1: thousand. Like, I can't. No. But, like, it's fine if she uses it around the dog. Like, I don't mind if it's around the dog. Like, because, you know, everyone, like, talks in a different voice around their dog. Like, you try to be kind of cute because it's, like, an animal. But when she talks to, uh, like, humans like that, I just, it's a red flag.
0: <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Okay, I'm going to ask you some kind of uh, quick-fire questions. Is that what you call it? Quick-fire? Sure. Sure. Qu- Speedy-fire. quick, fire. quick. Fire. No, not Spitfire. That's a car. No, it's an airplane. Oh, whatever. Um, Don't wreck a good story with facts. So I'm going to ask you some quick questions. I'm going to see if I know you in a really creepy way. Okay, so you you tell me at the end of this how creepy I really am. You ready?
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Favorite TV show? Would it be The Office or Greys? No, that
1: would
0: be The Office. Favorite brother? Lev? I I think Lev over Max.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Favorite food? Sushi. Yes favorite um snack the goldfish crackers?
1: Yep.
0: How creepy am I right now?
1: It's this is great. Like you really you really know your cravings.
0: Yeah, it's just I don't have a life. You know I just I don't do much, right? So, whose picture yeah. whose picture is on your dresser with the uh, just underneath the TV in your room?
1: Oh, um
0: speaking of creepy.
1: <laughs> yeah, um a picture of like Levi
0: maybe. Yeah, the one brother you love. Okay.
1: Yeah, the only brother I care about.
0: If you were stuck on an island with Cole Sprouse or Tom Welling, by the way, Tom Welling, does he not look a little bit like your Disney crush, Aladdin? Seriously. Who is Tom Welling? Who's the guy that played Superman in the in the Lois and the Clark thing? And the and he was also. Uh-huh. He was okay, okay, he was okay, the okay, oldest okay. brother in the in that f- family movie frig. What's it called?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah the the dozen ones. Yes, cheaper. No, no, is it cheaper brother dozen? No. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Yes, yeah. But there's you have a celebrity crush, and I've heard you say this in a bunch of times in the interview. But this will show you how old I am. I don't know who you're talking about, and I can't even understand what you're saying. So I couldn't even cr- you know search it on the Google as the old people like to use. Uh, what do you mean? You know, what's the guy's name?
1: Ansel Elgort. Yeah, so, so how do you say
0: it, say it what again?
1: What is it? A-N-S-E-L, okay. like Ansel is oh. his first name. Okay. And then his last name is Elgort, like E-L-G-O-R-T. He's in like Salt and Our Stars, Divergent, right, right, like... Right, right.
0: Okay. You definitely
1: know what I'm talking about.
0: Well, I do now, except when I was listening to you, all I heard was Al Gore. And I thought, really? You love Al Gore? That's a little <laughs> weird. That's an inconvenient truth. <laughs> That's an inconvenient truth. Go ahead. By the way, that other voice you're hearing is my co-host. We call him Tim the Tool because he makes a litany of mistakes every yep. show.
1: Oh. Yeah. Well,
0: hello. Hello. Don't worry. He's not important. Just ignore him. All right. So... I guess there's some serious stuff that I want to talk about because well done on the book. That's why you're on the show. The book is called Let's Be Real, Living Life as an Open and Honest You. Um, The first thing I kind of want to get serious about is how do you think that, like, let's pretend you were at the at the Ariana Grande concert and the bomb goes off and you were there, you're okay, but you were actually there. How do you think that would impact you? Like I often wonder about these kind of moments and and what do people do, even spiritually? Like do they look up and the do they do they pray right away? Do they cry right away? Do they run? Do they like how do you think you would respond if you were there? I
1: honestly have no idea. Hm. I don't know. Like I I I don't know, like how do you? How are you supposed to react in that situation? Yeah,
0: I know. Yeah. I like
1: know. I think I don't know. I would just be in shock. I don't know.
0: Hmm. Um, you you have been pretty big on this word authentic. Yeah. And, and I've been told recently that this is how you know someone's authentic is when they can admit to you when they weren't being authentic. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, when was the last time you weren't authentic? This is what I really, really want to know. Um, can you own that? Do you feel, or is that just like probably, too embarrassing?
1: Probably no. Probably if I was like saying hi to someone and I was like a little fake, like "Oh <laughs> my God, i to see
0: you," but I like
1: it was just whatever, you know. <laughs> yep. But maybe that I don't because that happens a lot. Right. For right. me. Because i just like I feel like I I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just not in the mood, you know. Yeah. So then it's like, oh, hi. Like, I'm actually into like seeing somebody that I'm not. I'm just kind of like <laughs> not into it.
0: How do you, Natasha? How do you react when people say, "Oh, you're only 18," and you're, you know, you've written this book, and you're, you know, I don't know. What, just the phrase, "You're only 18." What does, what does that make you feel like inside?
1: It's weird because when people say, "Oh, you're only 18," like. 18 seems. I mean, 18 doesn't seem old old to me, but my parents make 18 seem so old to me. Like I like I uh, I don't know. I feel like a like a full adult, and like right. the way that they put it. So when people are like, "You're only 18," I'm like, I don't really feel like only 18. Like 18's kind of old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean. I mean, I guess it is kind of young to have written a
0: book. Um, no, but not, hold on, hold on. Like, first of all, a 13-year-old girl is not going to necessarily go out and read a book that some 60-year-old, you know, lady wrote about growing up. When I was growing right? They're not going to read that. They're going to read your right. stinking book. Right,
1: right, right, right.
0: So, good for you. Good for you. Plus, I think you can relate to the thirteen-year-olds a little better because uh, I don't know. Maybe you have it. Maybe you've changed a whole lot. But from what I can remember, you're moody. Moody's <laughs>
1: funny. I'll be moody till the day I die. Honestly, I will always be that
0: way. <laughs> That's funny. How do you? What gets you out of being moody? And into being grateful the fastest. Like, how do you change gears? What is the best way for you to change gears from being a total moody, you know, 18-year-old female to, oh, man, pull your head out of your butt, Natasha? You know, what, what snaps you out of it? Um, usually,
1: like, a hug. Okay. We'll do it. I really like hugs. And, like, honestly, if I'm being moody and someone just like, comes up and hugs me, it honestly changes my mood. Like, I'm I'm a very, like, you know how, I mean, this isn't really, like, I mean, I'm, we're just saying mood-wise, like, and, like, attitude-wise. Yeah. You know how you have, like, what's, what's it called, like, the five... Five
0: like, love languages?
1: Yeah, like, I think I score pretty high in, like, physical touch. Like, if my mom gives me a hug or my dad gives me a hug or, like, anything like that, like, I just become a happier person. So I feel like that. I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, I get that. That makes sense. Makes sense. I would imagine that this might put you in a good mood if you put on your pink robe from when you were the Shenandoah Apple Blossom Queen in Virginia, and you started shoving your face full of goldfish crackers, and then maybe grabbed a bowl of mint chocolate chip ice cream, or maybe a bowl of cornflakes ice cream. Would that put you in a good mood?
1: I mean, that was, i mean, that's the dream. So how that's could I the dream. That <laughs>
0: how can I not be a good guy? Do Have you ever not told your mom about a boy that you really, 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 really liked? Um. Or do you tell your mom about all the boy stuff?
1: I actually don't tell her about all the boy stuff, but if I really genuinely like a guy, I will tell her, and I have told her before. Like I told her, I think with... I think I've told her was like, a total of three guys that I've, like, genuinely really liked, and I've told her about it.
0: Yeah. Would you ever talk to your dad about boys?
1: Yes. I actually, when I was, what was it? I was in senior year, so I guess last year, or, like, it's been been two years ago, but, um, yeah, like, I never have ever talked to my dad about guys before. Um, just because he's this, like, very strict Russian man, and, like, I don't really want to have those conversations with him. And, um, I just, like, finally, like, we were on a walk, and we were just, like, talking about this guy that I really liked, and, like, that was the first time I ever talked to him, and it actually was fine. I mean, my brother has a girlfriend now, or, I guess he, well, actually, this is fine, he just broke up with her yesterday, but, um, he had a girlfriend, and, um, he had a girlfriend, and but like my dad's like used to like the dating stuff now. So now I'm like not even asking him to date. My dad like yeah. really wants to find
0: some positive already. So right, 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 right. Um, okay, let's talk. Let's let's go back to vulnerable for a second, because you know that's really what this what your book is all about. Uh, the book is let's be real, living life as an open and honest you. What don't you like about yourself, Natasha?
1: What don't I like about myself. Honestly I love myself. Like I am so like, what is there not to love about me I'm like, like not in a narcissistic way, but like there's so many things. You know, when you like look in the mirror like, oh, like hate that about myself, but like honestly, like I look in the mirror and I'm like, love that about myself. Like that's cute. Like even if I'm weird or like I do something like wrong, I'm just like oh, love myself. Like of course I would do this, you know. Like you just have to embrace yourself. But if I had to choose one thing that I like, really don't like, sometimes, like I don't know.
0: Well, you've got to have. Come on, you're an 18 year old girl who lives in Malibu. You've got to have at least two insecurities, right?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think.
0: How you? Well, like, let, let me be a little weirder again. How are you doing with the zits that came on in grade nine? Are you still being proactive about your skin? <laughs>
1: My skin is like honestly not to like shoot my own horn or like (laughs) knock on wood it doesn't come back, but like my skin is flawless right now. Like, it literally is glowing, and like that's like it's never happened in years. So, like, I'm I guess, yeah, that I honestly that would have been an insecurity in my skin, but like now I'm like, yo, look at my skin.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yo, look at my skin. That's hilarious.
1: Like some things, like... But, um... I don't know. All like, right. I'm drinking.
0: All right. All right. Fine. Just be an awesome human being. See if I care. Um, <laughs> all right. So, is there anything you put in your book that you wish you really hadn't? Any regrets now that it's out there for everyone to see?
1: Um... Well, actually... Well, just some of the boy stuff. Like, I didn't really tell the guy that I was, like, putting him in the book. <laughs> and then... Like, I wasn't going to call him up and be like, listen, you're my book for this reason, whatever. I just, like, didn't tell him, but um I was really nervous because, like, I didn't know if he was going to read my book or, like, take the time to, like, you know, like, like, see what was inside of it. But I actually saw him yesterday, and, like, he kind of called me out. So, like, now I'm, I, like, don't regret it anymore because I'm not nervous about it. But like, I think that, that probably would have been, like, my one thing, like, some of the stories that we think, oh, I was like, oh, we shouldn't put that in there, or like it's too descriptive. Like people know it's about him, but like yeah. honestly, I'm an open book, so I feel like people, like everyone who knows me knows it already. So it's not, I don't know. Yeah. It's not like that.
0: Well, it sounds like you could be friends with Taylor Swift.
1: Oh yeah, I could. I really could.
0: <laughs> um. All right. Well, I was I was overseas when you were on The Voice. I didn't hear anything about it and whatever, but we're just going to play a little clip here uh, just to let our, our listeners know what happened. Uh, Tim? Turned up nice and loud. Listen. You're kidding
1: me. Ew, no. no, no, no. What? Ew. <laughs> That's cool stuff. No, can we turn this off? No way. You're killing it. Please. Mom's reaction's coming up, though.
0: Oh, yeah? Your, hold on. Your mom's about to react. Oh, somebody hit a buzzer, and people are going, and your mom's going, I think your mom swore on TV. I saw it. That's crazy. What kind of, that, you must have been, your armpits must have been major stinky and sweaty, because that's crazy time there.
1: I think I keep myself up there a little
0: bit. Like, like. That's insane. Well, I—I I, can I just say honestly? Um, yes. Like, I'll tell you if, you if your voice sucks. I will. I've told many people that, you know, they're very gifted, but not in singing. Um, right. You actually got some chops. You really, really do. Are you going to do more with uh, this?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah, I am. I've written a couple songs and recorded already, and um, I'm working on more music, so hopefully soon I'll be able to come out with it. I don't, like, we don't know exactly when, but... Um, I've been working on a lot of, a lot of fun stuff that I like. Just from friends and family, I've gotten like really, really good feedback on. So like, I'm excited for for people to to hear the music that I like want to come out
0: with. Hmm. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, again, yeah. I, I don't really know you, but I, if you were my kid, I'd be sort of proud of you. Hey, what? Speaking of, <laughs> if, no, no. But I remember your dad telling me that you were going to be this rock star tennis player about a hundred years ago. And what happened to that? You just you sucked, or did you just quit, or what?
1: I just, well, basically what happened was, we were living in Florida, and Florida, like, kind of this really big thing, and, um, like, my dad was my coach for a really long time, like, when I was little, like, I was set on going pro. Yeah. One hundred percent, like, with no doubt in my mind. Like, I remember my brother and I, like, we were talking about how we were both going to go to, like, Wimbledon together and, like, play, and it was just going to be this whole thing, and then... Um, when we moved to California, it's not as big of a thing here, Right. and um, especially when I came out here, I got more interested in, like, acting and singing just because I was surrounded by it more with my mom being in L.A., um, and so I still played every single day. I just wasn't, like, competing as much. I didn't enjoy it as much, um, and I still play, but I I don't, I don't play competitively anymore.
0: Was it a pain having your dad as a coach? Because there must have been times you wanted to just drill the ball into his f- forehead.
1: Um. Yeah. I actually really did not like him having – like, I did not enjoy him as no. my coach no. at no. all. It was <laughs> the worst. But, I mean, he's, like, a great coach. Like, he really is. But I just can't deal with him, like, in, yeah. that, no. in I- that sense.
0: I totally get it. He scares me. You know, I'm six four. He's yes. like what five one. <laughs> he scares me. That's yes. all I'm saying. He scares me. <laughs> I know. He scares like all
1: my friends.
0: Good. The good. Uh, let me tell you what I said to my daughter when she uh, well to started dating. I said, "You bring your bring your boy, whoever you're gonna date. I want you to bring him by because I got a couple of questions for him. And here's what I was gonna say to the boys. I'd look them dead in the eyeballs." Well, I'd have to get down on my knees to look at these little pukes, but I would get down and <laughs> I'd look at them in the eyes and I'd say, before you spend any quality time with my daughter, there are two things you need to know. Number one, I've got more than enough money to make bail. Number two, I don't mind going back to prison.
1: Oh, oh, thank you.
0: Let me tell you, That's guess scary. what Guess what happened? She didn't bring oh. anybody near me at all, ever. And that backfired on me totally. Totally backfired. So anyway.
1: Definitely did backfire.
0: Yeah. Not cool. Alright, well I want to finish this talk with with the with the with the Jesus question, okay? Your mom. Yeah. Your mom is I don't even know how to put this. Um, okay, you are the daughter of the least irritating Jesus friend I have.
1: Wait, say that again.
0: You are the daughter of the least irritating Jesus friend that I have. Oh my
1: gosh, I mean, that's good thing, right?
0: It's a great thing. Your mom is not a whack job is what I'm trying to say, okay?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. I mean, some- Well, sometimes, sure. I'm sure there's things that, you know, as a kid, you just, whatever. But but I don't expect... See, here's the thing. I used to be a pastor in Australia, and one time a teacher said to my son at school, Josh, you should know better. Your dad's a pastor. And I went into that school and called a meeting and tore a strip off that teacher for saying that because that's just crap to put on my son. My son is my son, and I am me, and don't be putting shadows on my son just because he's my son and I happen to be a pastor. So let's talk about the Jesus shadow that you live under. You got, you know, your mom is is, uh, is Candace Cameron Bury, the hallmark and the Jesus girl, and every time she talks about you all the time. And then your uncle, your stinkle uncle, your uncle is the brother of Jesus, right? Ah. Yeah. So, exactly. So that's got to be weird for you to then go. Okay, what do I, do I believe this because I'm part of this crazy Jesus family? You know, I've had your, I've had your grandma on the show, your grandpa on the show. I, you, you've got so many Jesus people in your world. What does that screw? Yeah. You, does that screw you up spiritually? Do you think? Um, I actually don't
1: think it does. I mean, like for me, I. Obviously, I was like raised in a Christian household, so like it's always been a part of my life. The only thing that does get a little bit tricky is that I think just because like my mom is in the public eye, and then now I'm in the public eye, people assume that you're supposed to act a certain way because uh, yeah. like yeah. other people, other family members' reputation. So if I do something that's remotely non-Christian or a little bit, like, on the fence of being, um, like, controversial to these, like, very conservative Christians. It makes me, like, I get a lot of, like, backlash from it, but it's, like, I think people just have this expectation of what you're supposed to be like, but I'm an 18-year-old girl, and, like, I'm my own person, and so for people to kind of, like, compare me to... What in what in their mind I'm supposed to be, that's kind of when it gets difficult
0: yeah. to, like, handle. Yeah, that would tick me off. If I was your dad, I would be just so fer- ferociously protective of that kind of nonsense that's out there. Because you need to be cut some slack, and you need to live your own live your own God journey, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Well, you know what? Um before we started this interview, I was telling the interns here that I I kind of got judgy about you, right? Cuz you're I'm not a big fan of millennials. I think they all just need to be locked up for 10 years until something happens in their brains or more. Or more. But Natasha, you you know, I remember you. You're you you were a cheeky little in your face kid. And I love no, these days I love that about you. Back then, it was driving it drove me bonkers. I mean, I didn't hang around you a lot, but I met you a couple times. Um, but 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 I think it's that drive and that passion and that craziness that is going to be the thing that takes you to the to a really cool whatever's next deal. You know what I mean? So I'm thankful. Yeah. I'm thankful that your mom. What I'm trying to say is, I'm thankful your mom and dad didn't just get sick of you and put you into foster care. Agreed. <laughs> I'm very, very, very proud of you, 18-year-old Natasha Bray, daughter of Candace Cameron and, and hockey guy and full house people and contestant on The Voice. and Oh, by the way, she wrote a book, author of Let's Be Real, Living Life as an Open and Honest You. Follow her on Twitter, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Emoji Central. Apparently, you're an emoji junkie. True story?
1: Yeah, I love a good emoji. Why not? <laughs>
0: It was such a great time chatting with you. I know it was a really long time talking to somebody old, but thank you. I appreciate it.
1: It Oh, of course. Of course.
0: All right. We'll talk to you later. See you. Bye, Natasha.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. She's such a good kid. I thought she was going to grow up and be a complete nut job. Well, give her time. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding.